Hey everybody out there, this is Into the Dorfalverse, and I'm Sir TJ the Wrathful. And I'm Shredward, from LifePoint. What? And I'm, no you're, what? I'm Benward. <laughs> you're, you're Ed, from LifePoint. You screwed it up, Ed. These are clunky intros, let's yeah. just keep moving. Alright, we have a very special guest. We have no cousin Mike, sad, but he's in the chat, if you're live, so you can talk to him there. We have a very, very special guest with us today. The one. One and only. The myth. The legend. Wait for it. Myth. Dairy. What? <laughs> legend. Wait for it. Dairy. Get legend. It. Dairy. Legendary. You guys are full of jokes already. It's terrible. All right. The one and only. Doug Yeomans, welcome to the Dorful Verse. Well, it's so nice to be here at Dorful World. <laughs> Dorful World. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Just to start and talk a little bit about Doug, I know I, you're going to have to remind me of the year, but you were like the North American rock guitar like competition winner, right? In one of those it's years? true, yeah. What year true. was that? Uh, I'm still living that down. Let's see. Uh, that was <laughs> 2001. Holy 2001! There are some good how, guitar players in 2001, too! How old were you guys then? <laughs> Not old six. at all. I was eight. I was six. Yeah, I was like 12. <laughs> You've done a lot of other things, though. Want to tell us a little bit about, about some of your musical... I mean, what this is I a music podcast, so uh, some people out there... I hope to raise a few children in the, you know, since then. <laughs> um, mowed my share of lawns. <laughs> yeah, he, this is Musically how, speaking, though, this is I've, how I've most, recorded a few that, albums. Isn't that and, how most uh, musicians go, though, when you ask them, like, so, like, musically, what have you done? And they're like, well, I, got, I did Uber for this one famous guy <laughs> once, <laughs> and I mowed his lawn and ran errands for him. And I told him I played play guitar, and I gave him my CD. <laughs> <laughs> I've probably played a few thousand gigs, recorded a couple hundred uh, sessions. Uh, taught several hundred students, um, all all with a guitar in my hand. Ever since then, and and long before that too. Well, okay. How so long have you been playing fortunate. guitar? Uh, a really long time. But when did you Decades. start, though? Did you I start was ten you years old. Yeah, that's what it is. How many notes do you know? <laughs> <laughs> I I do remember not. Thinking to myself, how could anyone know all the notes on there? <laughs> when I looked, you know, probably when I was ten or eleven years old. I still don't know them. You're like, and I'm gonna master every note. And I, it took me decades, but I learned everyone. Yes. <laughs> well, Doug Yeomans, we had the honor of, of him being our teacher, and before that, he was our mom's teacher. And I don't even know if, when you met my mom, started teaching, if you knew we were gonna be playing music, you know, the kids of my mom. I've always told, told your parents I couldn't wait to see where the Dorful story went from the time I met you, because you guys uh, are unique in all of the people I've ever known in the music world or any other part of my world. You've uh, gone through so many changes in your lives, and it's been just a thrill to watch that happen. And here we are. It brings us all the way to this garage. The garage. Yeah. I love this garage, too. <laughs> this is great. And uh, really, all of those other things that I've done just led me right here to, to this right now. And I'm so grateful and blessed to be here to do this with you guys. Well, it's right back at you because the honor is ours because without your um, musical guidance growing up, I mean, 
Doug, outside of playing with my brothers when we were doing the, all the bluegrass things and everything, my second favorite person to play with was that occasion when you needed a banjo player. And I was, you know, 16, 17 years old, however old I was. And he's like, oh, and get me into wherever you were playing. Yeah. And uh, it was just, I, oh, I couldn't, couldn't wait to play with Buffalo, New York. Couldn't wait to play with Doug Yeoman, so because he got uh, to play in the big leagues once in a while. Yeah, so I, that, I remember bringing you to a, 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 I'll call it an old folks home, a, you know, an assisted living home, mm-hmm. and we did a gig outdoors under a tent. Do you remember that? I remember. I've played a few of those kind of settings with you, so I'm not sure if I. Remember I also the remember tent. doing uh, some event at University of Buffalo with you. Oh yeah. That rings a bell, but it's not very clear. Yeah. But we played a lot since. Uh, I wonder how old I was when I started getting it. Was like sort of good enough to sit in with you. I was probably 15 or 16, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, I know that I've watched every one of you guys just develop on your instruments to the point where I've just been amazed to see the uh, the uh, progression. Well, when you started teaching our mom, I think Ben was like actually like six or something so yeah. he did, we didn't even know he was going to play guitar the guitar was bigger than him <laughs> yeah totally really was probably sleeping Seriously. in her guitar case while she was having yeah. her lesson yeah and yeah. uh and even crazier thing i don't know ben if you want to or any of you guys want to share but is we're sort of related to you a little bit oh we're related well yeah, for sure. well <clears throat> now we're now we're uh we're in-laws i guess uh, i want to tell that story ben well, um i don't know what do you Tell the really short what? version. The really <clears throat> short version is, well, I, I remember I, can tell I had, I can tell I had two teachers. Andy Cushing was one, and Doug was the other one. And Andy Cushing was the kind of teacher where I'd come in and say, I want to learn this song. And I'd just play something on a CD player. And he'd be like, just kind of figure out something close and then show it to me. And then I'd, he'd be like, cool, great lesson. And Doug was the kind of teacher who would sit down with like music notes. sheets yeah. and notes <laughs> and say, you need to learn this. I'd be like, this is so boring. I don't like these things. <laughs> but then he had this daughter named Emma, who's now my wife, and she was hot. <laughs> so I was like, I better keep going to this All the Dorfels say so. Yeah. <laughs> at one point. <laughs> at one point, yeah, at one point every Dorfel was probably like, Emma's hot. Oh, my gosh. But it is, it's amazing that that's all connected, and here we are, like you said, yeah. right now in this Time well, there's. Uh, I'm going to tell a little story about how this, uh, how this, start, you know, how those two really got together. It goes and it goes back into something unrelated, but it, it, but it is works. It, it works in later. So I was doing this Broadway show for a couple of years back around two, 2007, maybe. Yeah, 27 to maybe 2009. So. Mm. And I was out, I, the second year I did it was this, like this dinner, dinner theater group. And I went out to Phoenix, Arizona for a couple months. And my son, Will, had just turned 16. And I brought him with me. I, they wanted to fly me out. And I thought, I don't want to be in Arizona without a car. So I said, look, just pay me the money for gas and I'll just drive out. So I did, brought Will. And then flew him back home, and then, and then, um, then Emma turned sixteen, and she was like, "Okay, we're, it's my turn. <laughs> Got to do a father-daughter road trip." And right about that time, your sister Kim was dating somebody up in New York, yep. and you guys were Justice. in the Keys. And what happened was, your dad called and said, 
can you come down and play with the guys? Fill in for Kim. And I said to Emma, come on, come with me to Key West and we'll hang out for a couple weeks. And when I got back home, all of a sudden, Ben Dorfel was on the phone with Emma every day and night. Okay, before that was you. Special guest appearance on the Dorfelverse, my wife. Emma Hot Pants. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was you going going down to the Keys to play yeah. with the boys? I did a couple times before you, you came. Two or three times before the week before my spring break, so I couldn't go on any vacation because you were gone, and we couldn't go on a family vacation right after Ooh. you went on vacation by yourself. So that's really the reason I wanted to go down. <laughs> I see. Okay. Spring break. Jealous. You- <laughs> Nice. So that's what happened, and yeah. now, in 2020, they got married. Good times. And now, now here I am visiting. Heck yeah! So Deborah and, and Deborah and I came down for a visit. Definitely got to see the family. And I was lucky enough that you invited me to do this podcast. So we couldn't so, not because we've been playing music with you. Like you said, we did a bunch of shows in Key West throughout the years, and, oh and that was, I think that was around so, 2013 to 2016, 2017, somewhere in those years. Yeah, or when we played. Why don't the we most. play one of those tracks? You were playing one before. Oh we man, started. the recorded. Oh, we were, yeah. So when we tell the story before you play it, when we when Doug says like Dad said, "Hey, come down and play," because Kim wasn't there. Yeah. The details was Kim was the front man and lead singer because she got all the right. vocals from like. You know, the talent pool, I guess, for kids. She sang. She fronted the band. So when she wanted to go see her boyfriend, we were left there like, uh, what do now? And so dad was like, I know I'll get Doug to come down and kind of help the boys maybe grow into it and just push him along. And so... You guys- it was really rough. We were not very Yeah, good. we were learning... Well, that's when we were like... We kind of had exited just the bluegrass scene, and we were exploring right. and learning how to play into the electric world mm-hmm. in rock world, I guess. Yep. So play something. This and, is what we sounded like when Doug got there. But and then we, were, we were all learning, so, but Doug, and Doug had to put up with us, and he did a good job. <laughs> yeah, a lot of patience, especially with Kurt. Uh, all right, let's listen to the groove. <laughs> we can listen yeah. to this as long as you want, or um, let's see here. What was that? This is Doug on lead guitar. It was just kind of like popping in there. <laughs> yeah. Kerr had okay meter. So far, so good. She's walking. Smile running wild. 
Butterflies and zebras, fairy tales. All she ever dreams about, running with the wind. When she says she comes to me. Thousand smiles she gives to me free. She said it's all right, it's all right, it's all right. Do anything you want to be, anything at all. Who's gonna throw down on this? Yeah. Oh no! Oh, the hockey stick thing. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, Ed's playing literally a hockey stick cigar box. That thing was hard Ed, to play. Okay. Man, that's <laughs> what that was. Yeah. Wow. You also can't see Eddie's face is so red right now. <laughs> Come on, TJ. Yes, banjo on Little Wing. Not too many people can pull that off. True. Just searching for that note. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> it's not there, it's not there, it's not there, and it's not there. <laughs> yes. Uh oh, let's see what Bring I Bring it back, Ducky. Save us. Save it. Searching right there. That was good though. Yeah. Doug Yeoman's everybody. 
Oh, yeah. What do you think? Was this like at Schooner Wharf or... Uh, I feel like we can start fading this out. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, this this lasted a long... I can't believe we got that far into that track. We were enjoying it, though. Just the memories. Yeah, that, that was That was either at Schooner Wharf or Sloppy Joe's. I'm probably, not sure. It, probably... It feels like Schooner Wharf. It feels like Schooner Wharf. I can feel it. When was it? I don't know. Do you know the date of the? Is there no, any, I don't have a date on it. I'd should have, have to go. some metadata. Well, actually, it says 2011. So that's, if that's right, back from danger. <laughs> yeah. 2011. Doug steers the ship back man. from danger. That's wow. exactly right, Mikey. <laughs> Who said that? Mike. Oh. My gosh. Cousin Mike. Yeah, cousin Mike. <laughs> well, why don't we go ahead and play some live music yeah. okay. on the show? I was having fun though. I just need a second to get up and grab my banjo. Okay. Adjusting microphone. Shall we do that mountain run? I'm tuned up for it. We should okay. do something. Let's do it. Yeah, sure. So this is one of your this originals, is, right? Yeah, this is one of my tunes. Uh, the riff on this, for those who who know will know, but uh, it's it's taken from a, a song that's very similar. called Reuben's Train. It's an old bluegrass tune. But, uh, you know, so I added to that general vibe. Uh, yeah. And I was messing with this riff one time. Not even, I didn't even, I knew I'd heard the riff. But I was at a gig and my friend Diane McFarlane, you might, you guys, yeah. you guys yeah. might remember Diane. She, um, she came up and she said, what is that song? I said, well, I'm just messing around here. Anyway, she said, you should call it Mountain Run. And I said, why? And she said, well, in uh, uh, East Tennessee, like around Dollywood, that area there, what, what is that city there? Uh, Chattanooga. Chattanooga? No, maybe. Uh, no. Severe. Severeville, yes. Yeah, where Dollywood is, all that area. She said there's this, this, uh, this road, Route 41, I think she said it was, and it goes up through the mountains and uh, and it's it, she's from that area and she said it reminds me you just pictured you know yeah. I can picture this you know that going you know over that mountain and years later I was teaching at a camp for uh, Steve Kaufman in that neighborhood and I had a day off and I made it a point to drive that mountain run area but that's so I named this song Mountain Run and I named my bluegrass band Mountain Run heck yeah Thank you. 
Man, Doug, every time I play with you, I just, you have this excellence about your playing that it just, it gets me in the zone better. Like, I'm just like... I used to play with this piano player. <clears throat> it has nothing to do with uh, bluegrass music of all, at all. Uh, his name was Stan Celeste. He, when I was growing up playing rock and roll and rhythm blues in Buffalo, he was the man. He was the king, you know? He was like top of the mountain. And in um, the early 80s, I started playing with him, and getting that gig was, that was like going to rock and roll college. And he was the strongest musician I've ever played with in my life. And what it was, he was this incredible rhythmic piano player, and he taught me that you have to be rhythmic. He was so inside the feel of the song. You had to play with him, mm -hmm. and I've always tried to be that. Yeah. You know? Um, Groove it. Yeah. It's the, it's the essence of the song mm -hmm. that you, you have to play the essence of the mm -hmm. song. You have to stay inside of the groove. Mm -hmm. So um, when you said that, I thought, well, that's kind of what you might be meaning. Mm -hmm. It's like, I just try to play the groove of the song. Yeah. And that's what makes you a great musician. Yeah, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Really fun to play with. It's yeah. funny that... Uh, just a few minutes ago, I got a text here from a friend who lives in town here. <coughs> His name is Steve Nathan. <coughs> and Steve Nathan uh, would know exactly who I'm talking about because Steve Nathan is a piano a keyboard player mm -hmm. who lives in town here. And um, he's from Buffalo. And he played with and learned from mm -hmm. Stan Celeste. Nice. That's awesome. And uh, they, they've, he's, you've all heard Steve play because he's on thousands of records nice he's lived in town here for decades and decades and uh, it's funny he's just texted me said are you in town he must have seen something posted <laughs> that's awesome so uh, to you when you said that i was thinking like we've all been in different like jams and just pools of musicians who are playing together yeah and some of the most fun i've ever had and i'm sure like doug you're basically saying the same thing is when you're the worst musician in the room some of the most <laughs> fun you have you know yeah it may, it's kind of like sports when like you're the worst guy on the team it makes you play up. Like you look oh, up yeah. to these other people and you're like, I got to hang with these guys. And it kind of challenges you and makes you really like, not second guess, but just like, I don't know, pay attention and like 
Learn. Yeah, yeah learn, learn and listen. And like, you're just like, everything's heightened. I don't know. It's really cool. Yeah. Years ago, I was always the youngest guy in the band. <laughs> and that was perfect because all the other guys were older. They knew more. And I, I just learned, you know. And it was funny. Stan Celeste <clears throat> told me one time, you know, you can learn from everybody. Now, Stan was the kind of guy that would would be touring Japan with Jackson Brown or out with Maria Mulder or um, Bob Dylan or the band. And then the next, you know, the next week he'd be home playing for $40 in a country bar mm. with some pretty lousy players sometimes. <laughs> that, was, that was what he, you know, he, and he, he told me, you know, learn from everybody. Mm. There's some, you know, something to learn. Whether yeah. it, maybe it's what not to do. Yeah. Who else? Mm-hmm. Well, why don't we play another tune? Yes, but before we play, I have to read our boostograms. It's a pleasure to read our boostograms from our producers. And while I do, we're going to play some music in the background that Ben and Doug made when Ben was 12 years old. It's a duo acoustic guitar album. I need to find out. There's some songs on this album that could definitely be. Uh, played in V for V, but I need to do some research and see which ones those are. Until then, it's nice background music. All right, well, I'm also going to go back and read Boostograms from, I believe, starting December 4th. So one thing I will say is we've decided um, next year, during busy holidays like this, we need to do like every other week instead of trying to do episodes each week. Because we just get behind and then trying to manage the boostograms and get everyone together during the holidays while I'm a, a mailman and the guys, uh, Ben and Ed, work at a church, so it's pretty busy for them too, that we just need to not kill ourselves and make sure we keep having fun so we can bring the best amount of value. Because um, I think that when we're doing what we love, that that will create, that will create the, the most value for people who are interested but if we're doing this and we're running on E already, I think that will be um, just not as good. And we definitely want to make things enjoyable for everyone. So, all right. So going back to Boostergrams. So some of these might not be in full context because it's been a little bit. So I apologize for that. But we're going to read them anyways because we care very much. And if we miss it, Boostergram, please let me know. I will definitely make a make good. All right. So back from a while back. Here we go. Colomona, which is Sir Libre. He said, here are some sats. I ain't no douchebag. <laughs> I think that was from uh, when we were doing a live session. Thank you boosted in for that. All right, Mere Mortals podcast boosted in. They said, everything about this was amazing. Oh, and they're referring to episode, I think, or he, Kyron, is referring to episode 16, I think it was. Um, let's see. Everything about this was amazing. Such skill for teenagers. Oh, it was, our, it was the Bluegrass in Montreal episode. Uh, so yeah, that's that's what he's referring to. Everything about this was amazing. Such skill for teenagers. I never knew, but now I like bluegrass. Epic showmanship and Kim's voice. Wow, wow, wow. And a fire. Plus their TJ's commentary alternating between <laughs> uh, mirth and being flabbergasted. <laughs> Wish my 15th episode was this good. Oh man, well, thank you so much. It's an honor. Uh, really appreciate that. That was a fun. That was fun to listen to us when we were kids. I I can't believe some of the things we did on stage. Um, it was a uh, pretty wild. All right, let's see what we got next. But thank you, Kyron. I believe that was Kyron. 
Uh, when it says Mere Mortals, I, I just assume it's Kyron because I've been I just did a episode on their podcast with him, and I know that I think his name is Juan. That uh, he's also part of the Mere Mortals. So shout out! That's a really cool podcast. Uh, check out Mere Mortals. Um, anyways, back to our boostergram. Saints and Sats says we needed some good folk music here on V for V. I don't care what they say. That is kick-ass banjo. <laughs> Thank you, Saints and Sats. Thank you so much. I, it is weird. I, my main instrument is banjo, and then our band kind of turned into a, like a pop rock band. But we can still do uh, acoustic, bluegrass, folk, whatever. Just we can also do uh, banjo in rock music. Let's see. Chad F. Chad F. The Boosting Beast says, Mama Dorful Boost. And that was for... Uh, Upbeats episode, an episode or song on Upbeats. Thanks, Chad F. And that guy is awesome. I don't know how he listens to everything. Amazing. Salty Cran. We need the wives of the Dorful verse singing more. I definitely agree. Uh, Micaiah, Landis, dare I say Brianna. Ah, Brianna, that's my wife. She she won't sing, but I think she 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 should. Alright, Chad F. says, Even the Dorfels' wives can sing. Oh, yeah, they can. Thanks, Chad F. Anonymous. Someone was, uh, someone boosted anonymously on episode one. Uh, looks like they boosted a couple times. Uh, let's see. 5,001 sats, I think. Thank you, Anonymous. Maybe we'll see who that is as we get along here. Oyston Burge. Burge. Of, uh, the podcast Mutton, Mead, and Music. It's Dorful Boost. Thank you very much. How could you... Okay, so now we have a Boostergram from Chad F. This was during a Boostergram Ball. So if you haven't heard a see Boostergram Ball episode 17, check that out and you can hear the context. Chad F. says, How could you hate the Dorfels? They're the reason we're doing this. We're doing all of this. <laughs> I will say it does feel like, um this was meant to be and, and it's not coincidence and I actually believe that I don't don't think it just feels that way I think that's true Chad F says secret test boost ha 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 not sure what that was for songs ooh songs for young lovers I think that's a Stephen B project which I tried to look into but haven't had time to follow thanks Chad F and Chad F's doing some more boosting for don't forget me or streaming maybe that was Let's see what else we got here. Uh, God, I read that Dorful Boost. Okay, Queen Mother says, So much fun. Thanks, guys. And that was for episode 16 of To the Dorful Verse. Okay, we got some streams. Saints and Sats have been streaming. Thank you very much. Um, let's see here. So we had a bunch of streamers too, and I, I really appreciate the streamers. I try to call call you out, like that I see you're streaming. I know Chad after streaming Saints and Sats. Um, also, we anyone uh, if you're listening to Boosty Grand Ball, uh, we you know, I see that when you're streaming in there too. It's really amazing technology. Uh, let's see where we at here. All right, Oyston Burge commented on one of Curtis Drum's tracks. He said, boosting you to the top. And that was for, let's see, Loving You Forever. Yeah, I love that song. That's a, that's a cool one. And then we have Adam287 says, 
This makes me not hate Christmas music totally. Okay, so that was for um, Alandis and that was City Beaches Christmas song. Um, which also makes me not hate Christmas as much. Let's see here. Thanks, Adam287. And we have Mitch. Mitch was streaming a bunch of Dorful. Sats for the Dorful verse music. Thank you, Mitch from Podverse. So awesome. I guess this was a test boost from Dovidas at RSS Blue. He just says Dorful test boost out of Curiocaster. Well, thank you. All right, so we I have more boostograms, but to keep things uh, not make the segment too long, we're going to wrap this up. And boostograms that I have left are from episode 17 called Baby Verse. And those are really fun boostograms, and I'm going to save them for the next episode because I'm at least going to do a at least going to do a short little episode on Christmas Eve. Whether it's by myself or with any of the guys, we'll find out. But I'm making plans for that. So if you sent any boostograms, or if you were like, "Oh, I, I didn't get my my boostogram read," it will be read. And I have plans, big plans, to make the process after we're done recording. Um, more streamlined so that it's, you know, we record it, we, we get our boostograms from that week read out, and the episode's released, you know, the next day or even that night. Um, that's very important to me to get that going because I don't like people having to wait, like, oh, it's like a week delayed to hear their boostogram read. And uh, I know when I boost into shows, it's exciting for me, so I want to make sure other people get to feel that same excitement. Um, it's really meaningful to have your voice be heard and i understand that so thank everyone for boosting and that's just sending value time talent and treasure and that's the boostograms if anybody's caught up on the podcast we actually we took a run at this song in what episode four maybe is it three or four i think Something yeah. like that. Yeah, we, we took a run of this song because yeah. we recorded it. And Doug played on the recording way back when. Yeah, we were little kids. Yeah, little in a kids. basement. Yep, in uh, the yeah. Fonda's basement. Very fun. So we're going to take a crack at it again because Doug wrote this song. A one, two.
see you standing in my doorway Tell me if you plan to go If you grow tired of me, my darling Tell me now, I've got to know Don't take my time if you don't love me Don't take my time if you don't wanted to go to the chorus we could hear ben's uh, little kid voice yikes you sang it right mm-hmm yeah yeah come on yeah. teach was it on the sideshow <sighs> yes yes there it is honk it brother There you go. There. Oh, man. And look at how far it's come. And, you know, I got to say something about, uh, you know, the, that that's really cool that you guys did it. But uh, when Kim left and, you know, and I came down, started doing gigs in the Keys with you guys, it was, um, you know, it was a great learning time for you guys, really. And for me, it was just a lot of fun to play with y'all. But Ben really, TJ was the leader of the band. He was, you know, the oldest guy doing, you know, he, he, was, he was putting it all together in the beginning. And you guys were, you know, following along, doing, doing great, learning all the time. But when TJ had to, to do stuff because he started having kids and stuff, and he had to back off a little bit. Ben came in, took over, and started doing a lot of vocal work. And man, your, your vocals just got so good. All, you know. Well, geez. And then Ed Thanks. started, you know, at the same time, Ed was doing it too. And 
all of a sudden you guys are like good vocalists. And I got to tell you, when I was pretty young, I was too shy to sing. I could play guitar in front of people, but I was really shy to sing. And I, um, when I was about 18, 19, I moved down to Madeira Beach, Florida. And I, uh, me and my girlfriend went down there and we got a little place near the beach. We hung out for a while and, and at home I was always singing and playing, you know, um, songs like Neil Young songs and Crosby, Stills and Nash and Young and old Bob Dylan songs. And I had like a repertoire of 20 or 30 songs I could sing, but I would never go out and sing them because I was afraid to sing them in front of people. So I walked into the bar, this bar on the beach. In the afternoon, I asked the guy if I could play there that night. And he said, well, I don't really have music here. Um, you, know, I don't, I, you know, I won't pay you. He said, you can come and play. I said, all right. So I went by myself and I played every song I knew and <laughs> sang it in front of people I didn't know. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was my first time getting to sing That's in front of people. It was like the icebreaker. Did you pee your pants? I had to, I had to, me, I had to move. <laughs> 1,500 miles away from <laughs> So then when I got back to Buffalo, you know, I played in lots of bands, and I would say, I'll sing that one. Okay. So I yeah. started singing. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, was, if we didn't you, mention, Doug is from Buffalo, New York area, which is oh, where, right, we're, where we are from. Yeah. Go Bills. Right. Let's go Bills. They smoked the Cowboys today. They Jeez. did, didn't they? Good for yeah, them. I, felt bad I don't watch the sports ball. Sports ball. Is <laughs> that like the Powerball? <laughs> oh man, but Doug, what else? Um, so I know right now, aren't you like a director for a big music thing in Buffalo? Like, um, yeah, Levon Helm and the band kind of thing? Yeah, well, um, I was really fortunate to know Levon and play with him. Um, you got to 19... play with him? Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, man. Several times. Uh, yeah, he, and I knew him up to the day he died, really. And, um, so anyway, um, in 1976, the band did a, a farewell concert. And they called it the Last Waltz, and they invited some of the rock royalty of the day to come, and they backed them up on this big show. And they did it on Thanksgiving Day, <laughs> 1976, out at a, uh, a place uh, that Bill Graham, this big promoter, had in San Francisco. So uh, it was the band, and then they had a four, uh, five-piece horn section, and they had people like Bob Dylan, Joni Mitchell, Neil Young, Van Morrison, Neil Diamond, Muddy Waters, Paul Butterfield, Emmylou Harris. These were all guests, and they would come up and do a couple songs, and the band would back them up. <clears throat> well, the uh, famous director, Martin Scorsese, and Robbie Robertson were, were buddies. And Martin Scorsese um, filmed it, and they made a, a movie that came out in 1978 called The Last Waltz. And the, it's largely considered the, the coolest rock uh, concert movie ever done. So we do a recreation of that every year right at uh, Thanksgiving time. Yeah, like a live performance. A live the, performance the, with uh, all... Movie. Yeah, we, we recreate that movie mm -hmm. with, a, with 29 people. Wow. So, that's, yeah, like you know, it's a, it's so I'm the big, music director. Yeah, it's a big perform. It's a big, like, a performing arts show kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. We need yeah. to get out there and see that sometime. 
You know, I think I did see the movie once. Yeah, I saw the movie once. Yeah. I think it was Walking our off. super fan, <coughs> good oh, friend, Jim, Jim Stoneman. Jim Stoneman. Yeah. He showed it to us. He got right. us into yeah. the band and wow. leave on home. He's, he's the one who built the hockey stick instruments. Yeah. That was my favorite band growing up. Um, when, I was, uh, when I was just going into uh, high school, or into, I'm sorry, into uh, 12th grade, I had already been playing out for quite a few years. I, was, I started playing in bars when I was 14. But my parents said to me, just at the beginning of uh, 12th grade, you're done. You're not doing that anymore. You're going to go to school, and you're going to finish high school. Because I probably wasn't doing very well in school at the time. You know? <laughs> and, um, we can relate. But there was this guy who lived across the street. Well, he lived a couple of streets over. And uh, he was a few years older, and he had uh, some friends. And we started a band together. These were older guys. Were, you know, I was, what, 17. And these guys were all in their mid-20s, and they, and they had... Quite uh, like like I was saying before, I was I was always hanging out with older guys that knew more, and uh, but we got together every Friday night in their basement, and we we put up together tunes, mm -hmm. and they introduced me to the band and a lot of old blues guys that I didn't know about at the time, and it was a huge education. Mm. Do you have a memorable? Uh, like show or place you played with Levon? That's like any stories from that? That's pretty cool. Yeah. You know? Well, um, <laughs> a couple of them really. <clears throat> um, I was touring with that uh, with a Broadway show called Ring of Fire, which was the music of Johnny Cash mm -hmm. in two thousand eight. Yeah, we we saw one of those. Yeah, we did. You yeah. did. We came out to one in Florida. Yeah, oh, I yeah. remember that. Yeah. 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 Well, I had a week off, so I flew home, and I was standing at the counter doing dishes <laughs> and one afternoon and the phone rang you know and i, I was like oh i got all uh, all right i'll answer it no caller id and it was levon and he said doug how you doing i said good man i'm washing the dishes <laughs> so glorious like most musicians do so anyway stan celeste and levon helm were really good friends and uh, Stan had died by that time. He died actually in 1992. And Levon um, said, you know, Stan's daughter, they were very close. Uh, Levon like stood up uh, or um, walked Stan's daughter down the aisle at her wedding and stuff wow. like that. They were very close family. Um, and um, he said, you know, Missy and her husband were here and she brought some tapes of you guys. And which was a band called Stan and the Ravens, which I was in. And he said, you guys were the best band in the world. <laughs> so I started laughing at him, and I said, I remember you were in a couple good ones, too. <laughs> I mean, here you are. I'm, like, talking to a guy I grew up loving every lick he ever played on the drums. I always considered him the best drummer in the world. And vocally, I yeah, always considered so cool. him the voice of Americana music. Yeah. When they start, when the band came out, there wasn't anything called Americana music. They created it. It was the mixture of country blues, rock and roll, jazz. It was this huge influence. Yeah. You know, it was like there it is. That's what I like, mm -hmm. right there. Mm -hmm. Really cool. Um, but uh, so anyway, uh, that was like on a Wednesday afternoon, maybe. And he said, "Come up to the house," and I said. Well, I'm off till next week. He said, 
come on up to the Midnight Ramble. The Midnight Ramble was a concert that he did at his house. His house was a big barn mm. structure thing. It was, it was a studio. It yeah. was his recording studio. It was gorgeous. And, uh, you know, rough cut wood. Yeah, like a barnuminium kind of deal. Yeah, it was yeah. beautiful. And he started doing rent parties there. And they called it the Midnight Ramble. And so, uh, so I went up. And, um, and so we sat th they sat us down. His manager, Barbara, met us. And she sat us down right in front. I was probably like from here to that little, uh, um, what you call it? Uh, fridge away from Levon and because he always used to set up on the side of the stage he wasn't in the middle mm -hmm. he would set up facing the band from what it would be stage left and I looked over and, and he got he, he walked out from the kitchen and he got uh, he got on the drums and he went and as soon as he did I just went yeah. I just died and went You're like melting. Yeah. Yeah. Best drummer in the world. So, um, so you get to and so you get a few to minutes later, yeah, a few minutes later, <clears throat> I get a tap on the shoulder and it's Barbara and she says, do you have your guitar with you? I said, yeah, it's out in the car. Go get it. So a few minutes later, I'm standing there with my guitar on stage with Levon and his 11-piece band horn section and all. And oh, electric? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A Telecaster. Yeah. And uh, we played a few songs together. It was, like, wow. it was lovely. Did you awesome. sing or did... Uh, no, no, I just... You, I just, you were yeah. just the guitar player? I just played along. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a lovely guitar. moment. <laughs> now, mind you, this was 2008. <clears throat> um, and back in... See, I was playing with Stan and the Ravens, and Stan came to the band and said, well, look, I'm going to be leaving town kind of often right now because I'm working with Levon now. He would go to Woodstock and they would rehearse and do gigs. They were recording an album, which was the first album after that they, the band did after this last waltz thing. Hmm. And uh, that was 76, the last waltz. This was like 2000s. Oh, it was in the eight, uh, in the mid eighties or 18. Yeah. What am I looking at? The, <laughs> Uh, 18, or 1985-ish, okay. okay, or six or seven. So we, um, that's when I played all these gigs with Levon. So, I, you know, I had been to that house. I had just stayed at that house before and played gigs all around Woodstock, New York City. Um, Levon came up to, <laughs> he, he came up to Buffalo once, and we played this place on Seneca Street in South Buffalo. It was a pretty cool place. It was like an upstairs venue. And we... Um, I'm standing out in the back parking lot, and a couple cars pull up, and it's Levon. He gets out of the car, and he's got a cast on his leg, and he's got crutches. And I said, what happened to you? He said, well, I was out in the back. He lived his places in the woods. I was out in the woods playing quick draw, and I shot myself in the leg. <laughs> What? <laughs> so you did what? <laughs> yeah, I'll be all right. I'll just set it. I'll set down at the drums, you know, and I just won't play any bass drum. We had, we had another drummer on the gig, you know. Oh, wow. Man. So he got up there, and uh, I think I have a recording of that That's show, amazing. actually. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. But, uh, yeah, and the reason that happened was he was rehearsing for a movie, 
Levon was uh, an actor too. Mm. He was hired to do. Uh, he was in quite a few movies. I'd no, say I, half a dozen I, movies. I didn't know that. that. Wow. Well, the one that this that he was rehearsing for, I don't remember the name of it, but he was playing a Confederate general, hmm. and they couldn't have cast a better person because he looked like a Confederate general mm -hmm. in this in this. And he was, it was a modern day movie, but he was in these dream sequences. Hmm. So he he was like doing this to. To rehearse for the yeah, movie, for the <laughs> he shot wow. himself. That's funny. Well, so you're out of blanks, buddy. <laughs> so I, I always wonder this, you know, growing we, us growing up in a family band and having like the crazy touring side of things. Did do you toured in your younger days and in some later on? Did you have any interesting road stories? Yeah, that's what I want to know. Like, like you know how like we had stuff like. Uh, TV falling on dad's head when he was driving down the R in the RV at like 60 yeah. miles an hour. We had the or, big globe or, TV. Yeah. <laughs> like, or or when know. dad like tried to trickle the gray water in Nashville and then like hit a bump and it opened all the way and just dumped a <laughs> poop all over Nashville. Oh. <laughs> like those oh, are the stories gray that water. Like, no, so you're the guy who water. did that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've been looking for you. Yeah. That's uh, the stories we like to tell I don't know, I, podcast. I always feel like you kind of were like in, around Buffalo and you, and you did your gigs but I, as long as I've known you, you didn't like tour hard like on the road like we did, except for that uh, Ring of Fire thing where Ring you Fire you, was a, you did a lot of travel. Yeah, lot I want to I want to hear like one of the crazier things that you've seen that was like did that just happen like on the road? <laughs> Something that's like kind of just you know burned into your brain like whoa did that just happen? I don't know. Well, if anything comes I to you. tooled around all throughout New York State and you know New England area with uh, with a band called the Billy Bright Band and. Uh, that was the band that you know that I thought was my band, you know, my band band. Yeah, you know? like the thing that because you I always, do. I always dreamed that you know I always the way I always saw it was, I would be in a band. Yeah, because that's what the band seemed like to me. Mm -hmm. You know, I wanted to emulate a sound. You know, get a sound. Yeah, and just live and it. And we, yeah, it. the Billy Bright band had that. Mm -hmm. And it was a piano, bass, drums, guitar, and a vocalist. Hmm. All really good players, and um, and I wouldn't mind one of those if you had an extra. Absolutely, thank you. And we um, we were young bucks on the road having mm -hmm. a good time. Mm -hmm. What's uh? You guys want to see? I know we have. You guys have one other song. You have one other song you were thinking oh, of. Yeah. You guys want to move on and uh, get to a little sure. more music? Let's do it. We've been talking a lot. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Okay. Take your time. Relax. All right, um, Doug. Why don't you Why don't you show us? We thought it'd be fun to kind of on the air, um, unrehearsed, just kind of like show maybe what would happen in the good old days when we would like maybe back in the day when like, like when Doug came up to the keys and yeah. was like, "Hey guys, I'm going to show you some things, show you some ropes," and he would show us you know good songs to play out, like that song "Little Wing" that we listened to. We didn't know that song. Doug showed it to us. So that's how we learned how to play. Wait, did you write this? Did you? Is this your song, Doc? <laughs> wow, good song. I thought that was one of the fun things for me doing that with you guys was that you know you were so, you're such from a different generation that you didn't know these tunes. Mm -hmm. you, know? Um, <clears throat> you know, I'd show you an Eric Clapton song or something like that. Mm -hmm. Or yeah, yeah. I remember when you showed us "I Shot the Sheriff." We were all like, "This rocks!" <laughs> <laughs> and then you would, after Doug left, you just kept it. You like. Oh, let's do it. I kind of know keep it. Playing it. We also <laughs> kept we played Cinnamon Girl for a really long time until mm -hmm. Eddie got like for some reason he just started hating that song. 
don't know why. Anyway, oh, yeah. Well, Did anyway, you, so you know, let's emulate you don't know that. Cinnamon Girl. Let's emulate that song. What not song? Let's emulate that feeling right now. And Doug, you have a song that yeah that you wrote. This is on my new album. Okay. Should I should I pitch my album? Of course. I have a brand new website, DougYeomansMusic.com. And uh, <clears throat> you can hear this song on that website. And you can uh, purchase it. You can get on the emailing list and all that stuff. I just stuff. bought Doug's old record, Down to the Roots. It's a great record. <laughs> if anybody out there just I love wants, that some, record. wants some good listening, just classic rock and blues and kind of feel, go to Doug. DougYeomans.com. Nope. Doug, what is Doug it? DougYeomansMusic.com. Yeah. And Yeomans is Y-E-O-M-A-N-S. DougYeomansMusic.com. And buy the Down to Roots album. <coughs> it's bussin'. Well, I, I would also... I'm trying to get, get Doug to get his... Let me get We're his trying to get on Value for Value. value so, yep. but, so you might see it on yeah, there soon. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll keep... Uh, Watch. Yeah. Keep working on that. Okay, so this song, Doug, what's it called? This is called Pearly May. Pearly May. Okay. Yep. So we're gonna do. We're gonna show you guys what we did back in the day. And Doug is gonna show us the changes in musical terms, and we're just gonna learn it and play it. Try that on this. We're gonna learn it and play it for you right now. Okay. Let me tell you something about this Friends and Heroes record that this is on. I had this idea to invite. I mean, I have so many guitar heroes, and I've met quite a few of them. So I thought to myself, you know, maybe I could do a record and bring some of my guitar heroes and have them each play on a song. And so I started that little project and, uh, and everybody said, sure, I'll play it soon. <coughs> so uh, there's this guy, Red Volkart, who is a monster mm. player. And all these guys, by the way, are Telecaster guys. Yeah. They're all known for playing Telecasters. And Red is one of the best in the world. Uh, and he's great at playing like Western swing stuff. So I thought, I'll, I'll get Red to play on a, a Western swing song. So the song's in the key of G. And the intro is just chromatically down from G, F sharp, F, E, and then A, D, G. And then it breaks. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So... And then it goes into this swing thing. Whoa, 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 I love my pearly maid. She's the one that steals my heart away. Gives me loving every night. Never even fuss or fight. She knows the perfect things to say. Whoa, 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 she takes good care of me. Takes the wheel when I can hardly see. When I'm down, she picks me up. She's my good gal, she's my good luck. She's beautiful, she's everything to me.
perfect day When she casts them loving eyes my way When she's sick, she's my cure I know she loves me, that's for sure I know perfect things to say Whoa, 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 she's everything I need My heart is hers, she knows it's guaranteed She's the only one I love, she's the one I'm thinking of Early May's the only girl for me, what do you think, Ed? song yeah right, so now you practice let's play it for real <laughs> kind of goes right where you think it's going to go too sometimes that's just night you know? nice mm-hmm. nice very nice great well i think we can get to the end of our show which doug normally at the end of the show we go through a few songs and pick yeah. out a song of ours of the from the dorful verse to release on the value for value um, oh, good. So I don't know if anyone here has done any homework this week and thought of any music. Oh, man. Shoot. Um, well, they've hung their heads in shame. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down, down my, my head and cried. <laughs> Classic Netflix guys song. I'm down my head and cried. Yeah! So you're in another's arms and I hung my head and cried. Yeah. I skipped out on the homework this week. That's okay. It's been a big, big We've been, we've week. been busy. We've been, we, you know, everybody's busy. It's December. Mm-hmm. This is um, where it was. Okay. Co- oh, if wait, Cousin wait, Mike okay. was here, he'd One thing we haven't done. <laughs> one thing we haven't done yeah. that we did with our other guests, I feel like Doug's is a very, he's a very special niche. Doug, we do this with all of our guests. What is your 
least favorite or most favorite. and most favorite Dorful song that, that you can think of. That you can think of. <laughs> now, I know you might not know like all of our like repertoire. You might not know all like the unreleased songs and all those things, but you've known us for a long time. You know, now it, been could, around. it could be favorite or least favorite. Yeah, and it could be or. favorite or least favorite, and why? You're like, why'd you guys do that song? Just what comes to mind when you think of you know, so uh, some adorful song that's burned in. That's really stirring up brain cells that that really don't work that well. <laughs> I don't know if I remember any. That <laughs> Same here. Oh gosh. Yeah, which really is, you know. Not a nice thing to say, but <laughs> no, no. I think we like it. There's also a lot. I, you know, of, I'm not sure I could tell you the names of the songs. To yeah, be honest. Yeah, you but, can speak Dorful talk. We're like, hey, you know that song goes. And you give a little B. Yeah. Well, I can tell you memorable ones that you know, not even you know, not ones that you have that you guys wrote, of which I've heard many that I really dug. Um, and I don't remember hearing any of that I said. It's you know, it's not, not so great, especially after you guys. They're you not know, got, After you've stopped being a young bluegrass band and started mm-hmm. being you know a, a cool pop band, um, there's a few that I know you and I have listened to together that that really stood out. Like that's really good. I mean, Emma will probably tell you. You know, she'll play me something and I'll go, that's them. That's really good, you know. Um, but arrangements of tunes that I remember, you know. Oh my gosh, classic! Emma's over here shooting herself in the head. I remember being at your aunt Becky's house. That she lived in East Aurora, right? Yeah, yeah. And you guys were rehearsing that tune, and I just stood there going, "These kids don't know. They don't know music that well." <laughs> Listen to what they're doing. I mean, you know, these, are, these aren't school sense. kids. They're just playing off the top of their heads and playing that arrange. You know, and they've arranged stuff. <clears throat> I always used to be very impressed at your arrangements of songs. Oh, I remember a song, uh, "Lo and Behold." Oh, classic! I was just thinking oh, of I love that. that song. That's that's such a cool song. I learned that song after I heard you guys do it because I remembered it. You know, I vaguely remembered it from a Sweet Baby James record by James, James Taylor. Mm-hmm. And I was really impressed with your, your version. At first, when I heard it, I was like, they're not playing it like he did. <laughs> and then I, then I kind of listened again and went, yeah, but it's really cool. <laughs> you know? So Good times. that was cool. All right. For the song suggestion for release for the Dorful. Send it. It's sort of an older one, but I think it's one of the really good older ones. started a remake of this song. Tragedy 
hundred miles away, you can hear me say, love like yours is hard to find. I could have almost lost my mind. This is what you did to me. I just can't sing without your melody. I love that. It's a great pick. Great pick. You know what? And it wasn't on purpose that it happened to be a song written about Emma. It yep. just is one of the, my favorite songs that you've written, Ben. Yep. I feel like it's the first, for me, it was like the first song that I ever wrote that I would like showed people and I was like somewhat proud of in some <laughs> sense. I wrote a full song. Wow. Was it ever released? It was on an album that we self It's not around really anymore. Yeah. It's on SoundCloud. I think that's it. Yeah. It might be. Yeah, there might be something like that in there. But. It's called Love Like Yours. Hashtag hard to find. What is the name of the song, though? Is the name of the song hashtag hard to find? It's called Love Like Yours. Hashtag hard to find. That's too long. That's too long. For the, for the people in the <laughs> office, you have to do all the work. Okay. Hashtag hard to find. If, are you allowed to put how about hashtag? Just, how about just hard to find? Hard to find. Then it's Love Like Yours. Love like yours. <laughs> okay. I have to know these things because, you know, if we release a song, I have to put all the info out there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Great pick. John you know Mayer-ish, what? huh? Yeah, it is a little John Mayer-ish. I've had such a great time doing this. Thanks. Yeah. Well, we're here every week, so yep. come, come by. Fly on up. Fly, Fly on down up. again. Well, I've been talking to a lot of people, and I'd like to turn this into... You know, we have a lot of songs banked or that we haven't released or re-releasing because they've disappeared. Mm -hmm. But I'd like to turn this into also a songwriting session. So we might not have a you know an hour or two long podcast. We might write a song for a while and then just jump on the podcast for 20 minutes, maybe talk about what we're doing. We like to thank people because people who listen to our podcast and find they enjoy it or the value and listen to our songs, they they boost us, send us small amounts of Bitcoin. If they or that's what it's called in the value for value world, how they send us value, and um, so we like to thank people because they might send a message or something with that with that uh, donation, or or we like to call them producers, like they're helping us do this again by interacting with us or you being here with us. It's just making us excited to do anything. So having people out there that are listening and saying, "Hey, we like you guys. We like your music. Or this is cool." It makes us want to keep doing it. So um, cool. we want to. And I, my goal is to keep making new music. I should have turned that song off. New music, uh, especially now that me and the guys have sure lived a little more than when we were, you know, being in a band trying to write songs, and uh, all we knew was the homeschool life, you know, and the yeah. in life in the in the band, which was a great, crazy, Wait, cool life. But you guys know more than that. We need a little more what? now, huh? Wouldn't you they say? Share it with you. <laughs> I feel like I just—that's all. Still all I know. <laughs> anyways, anyways, you're segueing, right? I am segueing to say okay. that um, this has been a really fun episode. And anytime you want to visit, or even we can talk, we can talk online, like just to the internet. You don't have to be. We here. usually have people piped in. We have Kurt yeah. from Key West, yeah. and, then, <coughs> and we can wow. we can. Um, yeah on the show and i'd love to get your any of your music that you'd be interested in having on value for value and i'd be happy to help do all that take care of all of the details for you for that awesome. um people would dig doug and we are going to wrap up this episode with our ball thank you all. yeah no thanks for coming doug and thanks for listening everybody yeah thanks for joining us in the Dorfverse. i'm going to take it back out with this song and let let doug go so thank y'all take care i am
Like yours is hard to find I could have almost lost 